0: Bare ABCs. Welcome to the Bare Naked ABCs, where we continue to power forward reviewing each Bare Naked Ladies song, no matter if we have all of our cast and crew or not. I'm doing the standing eight count right now, but I don't give up. I keep fighting because I know the KO is somewhere in the future. Five years in the future. I'll be a little bit worse for wear and I'll have a little bit more gray hair. We're never going to be the next big thing, but we're going to keep reaching for that big brass ring. And joining me tonight, since we don't have Aaron or Michelle due to some emergencies, is the man who has completed his quest of a podcast already And keeps coming back to join us. Like Rocky, he keeps getting back up and coming in. Welcome, Tyler Boudreaux.
1: Hi, that was quite the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And yeah, thank you for alluding to it, uh, Tracy. But yeah, I just finished doing Fantastic Mr. Fox Minute with my sister, Kondra. There's 87 episodes of it that you can go listen to. So if you appreciate my sense of humor, then... Uh, you'll find it somewhere in there it Might You might have to do a little digging <laughs>
0: <laughs> But you get the wonderful content of talking about uh, The fantastic Mr. Fox
1: Yes you do But we have the wonderful content of Bare naked Ladies to talk about
0: We do And this week we're going to be talking about the song Would you like to introduce it?
1: Oh it's Get Back Up from the album Silver Ball Was that 2015?
0: It is It is I believe Get Back Up get
2: back up you gotta get back get back up you gotta hold stadium in their feet it's not about a victory or defeat see you gotta get back get back up you gotta get back get back up
1: good year
0: it is a good year although i'm not as everyone knows that listens to this podcast it is not my favorite album. As a matter of fact, I would say is probably my least favorite B&L album. Wow, Even but we'll see if if the numbers match that down the road.
1: I was gonna say you prefer All in Good Time or whatever.
0: Actually, I do. There's some there's some rockers on that album I that I actually do perform. I just I just I don't prefer. think I've
1: ever actually listened to that one all the way through.
0: I have to say the same about this one. Okay. I've heard each of the songs, but I've never listened to the whole album all the way through. So,
1: yeah, so before I guess before we talk about Get Back Up specifically, we'll we'll, we'll break down Silverball a little bit. Tracy, I'm going to I'm going to tilt my camera and you'll be able to see this lo- lovely Silverball poster I have Ooh. in my dorm room from the uh their 2015 tour. It's basically Wow, that is. It's basically like
0: That is a very nice poster. It looks like a
1: big ping pong table like not ping pong, <laughs> pinball. You know, words <laughs> like silver ball. Like the, the the name of the album. It looks. It's right. it's the setup of a big uh, pinball table, and it's got like the the flippers and the 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 bouncy things, and it's got all the guys' faces on it. It's it's a nice little poster. I like to have it around. Right. Tw-
0: for for people who don't know, Ed is a huge pinball fan.
1: Who Ed? Yeah, Ed. Yeah. Oh yeah. Right. Um.
0: He actually has done some voices for a couple of pinball games. Loves to like go to a lot of the, the big arcades that have a lot of pinball machines in them, uh, especially in Toronto, but when he's going around the country, he likes to frequent them.
1: I too am a big pinball fan. Are you, do you ever play some pinball?
0: I like pinball. I'm just I'm more OG video games like Atari and and like the old stuff like Qbert and, okay. and Pac-Man and I, there's a great place in New Hampshire. I like to go frequent called Fun Spot. Fun Spot, please fu- give us some money. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I love to go to Fun Spot and and play all the old old time video games.
1: Yeah, um, I'm, I I do enjoy a pinball. Um, when I was when I was working a bare naked ladies concert at the uh, venue I work at, there's an arcade one one floor below the the concert venue, and so about an hour before the doors open, I was in a staff meeting. And I might have told this story before, but Ed and Tyler just kind of like walked out onto the floor of the venue and I was like, "Whoa, they're they're there." <laughs> and <laughs> and I was probably the only person in the world freaking out at that moment. <laughs> but Ed yeah, Ed and Tyler walked like walked out on the floor, walked out the front doors where theoretically there were people waiting to come into the concert and walked down into the 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 arcade that was beneath us and hopefully played some pinball while they were down there. <laughs>
0: Wow. Well, I'm imagining they probably did.
1: Uh, but back, back to context for Silverball. This album came out in 2015. Um, this is you're gonna hate me for this, but uh, 2014, 2015 is when I was a uh, like a junior in high school. Mm-hmm. So I was. This was a CD I had in my car when I was first learning to drive, and like, so I just had, I have very distinct memories of like that, like those summer days and those times when I was like driving back and forth to football practices listening to this album kind of like kind of like skip it like you know how when you when you're listening to a new album sometimes you like at first you skip to the songs that you like and then eventually it all starts to bleed together and you're like i like every song on this album
0: except for back when i had Back when I was in high school, and and we had things that we would put things into to listen to for music, it wasn't CDs. It it, it was tapes, and so you couldn't just skip. You had to <laughs> had to fast forward and stop and wait. No, that's not quite there. yet. Oh nope, that one's too far. No. Nope, oh back. Ah. Oh. And BNL wasn't even out yet, so.
1: <laughs> so I, I have a strange affinity for this album, um, in in that it has a nostalgic impulse for me, but I I do gen I do genuinely like this album. I I like it. I prefer it to Grinning Streak. Grinning Streak, while it has some good songs on it, just doesn't really hold together as a whole album for me, as yeah. much as this one does. And this one has, it has a decent sound to it, and I just, I, I just like it overall. Get back up. If we're, if if we're being honest, is one of one of my least favorite songs on the album. Oh, really? The two best songs on the album are uh, Narrow Streets and passcode which are the jim and kevin songs on the album respectively (laughs) (laughs) i I guess that's saying something i'm I'm not saying that ed ed was in a rut on this album he's got some bangers on this album too but he does but narrow streets and passcode are just are just pretty pretty solid songs
0: i do we'll have to when we'll have to have you on when we get to those although i think narrow streets i think mill has already like zeroed in on that one for you so but pasco we'll have to have you on for okay here's the problem with this album i don't even know the songs off this album off the top of my head yeah i could sit there and list down through maroon i could list down through stunt like gordon i could sit there and fly through this one i'll i'll hit maybe three of the songs just randomly by by thinking Mm -hmm. and that's about it that's what i i can easily pull out
1: I guess I would be in a similar boat, but simply because I, when I listen to this song on the CD, I'm not looking at the track titles. So I know that, like, Duct Tape Heart is on there and yes. the couple songs that I like. And there's, like, Here Before and um, Silver Ball and a few others. But, you know, the Kevin song at the end of the album, Tired of Fighting With You, that's a good one.
0: That is a beautiful one. I can't wait to get to that one. <laughs> Kevin really does have some really amazing songs on this album.
1: Yeah, um, well, there's really only the two on that album, and then he has more in Fake Nudes.
0: Maybe it's the Fake Nudes ones I'm thinking. I I love a lot of the songs he has on Fake Nudes. Have you ever listened to his
1: solo record?
0: He has a lot. He has... Four, five solo records now.
1: Yeah, I think so. I only li- listen to one of them, but he has one song. You might, you're gonna have to bleep. You might have to bleep this, but there's a lyric where he says, "I reached for my, d- it isn't there. It's vanished into thin air." <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow! I would never imagine those words coming out of his mouth. Ooh, I missed that one.
1: Yeah, um, I love, I love Kevin's vibe. I don't, I don't know if is, is this something you've talked. We've probably talked about but he just doesn't seem like he belongs in this band like it's a bunch of goofy <laughs> boys and then kevin who's just like this kind of like psychedelic guy who just kind of just
0: so relaxed but he kind of hold he's like the glue for the band at this point
1: yeah and I, the whole balance of the band is great because you got kevin who's like the psychedelic guy and you got jim in the skinny jeans and the the, the <laughs> knee bends on the bass and you got tyler cracking wise on the drums. And Ed, who isn't your typical, like, sees the attention front man, but he's just like a cordial, nice guy.
0: Yeah. So we should probably get to this song. <laughs> Which is, so Ed wrote this song. Yeah. With the help of Kevin um, Griffin from Better Than Ezra. And I think that's very obvious. I, I hear Better Than Ezra very definitively in in this song.
1: Did, did you um, see them when they toured with better than Ezra after fake news I did yeah
0: I did um and I like better than Ezra like they're not my favorite band in the world but I do enjoy them um, but I can hear them like if you listen to good you can hear like faint pieces of like good in this song like different different instrumentalities that you find in in the song good um more of the harshness and the heaviness of the instruments in this song than you find in most bnl songs
1: yeah this album is very electric
0: yes well and it's very it's almost
1: it's overproduced in a way too yeah Hmm? it's a little overproduced
0: yes but I would even say it's almost it's like late '80s hard rock kind of feel in some ways. It's which, got that heavy guitar,
1: which isn't far off for BNL because they are big Duran Duran fans. Like this isn't this isn't too far off from what you might hear in that kind of band.
0: That's true, but they're usually a little more. They're high, like they they hit usually stick to the higher notes on the guitar um, versus this song. They are really going into the deep dark low notes of the of the guitar on the song yeah um it's a rock let me play a little little snippet of the song right here uh we'll we'll start with the intro (laughs) so you can hear that that like it's almost menacing the way this song comes in but it's funny because it's supposed to be a motivational song
1: yeah ed ed does like a rocker every once in a while um i I don't know like old apartment is a is a classic like just jam and then oh yeah and then in the in the previous album grinning streak he wrote keeping it real which didn't go as hard in its original version as it does in the uh naked ladies and the persuasions version but that song's a jam too
0: it is and it's very dark it's that that well that, it just has that like dark amber type feel like if you if it, it's the if you have a uh, maple syrup it's the dark amber of the maple syrups where you just it gets that more full flavor to it
1: um, <laughs> we must we must be new englanders we're talking about bare naked ladies <laughs> and comparing it to maple syrup
0: <laughs> i think the canadians like us for that at this point <laughs> they know what i'm talking about right canadians you get it yeah we're canadians we know what you're talking about <laughs>
1: <laughs> i forgot i have a i have a greek chorus of canadians here with me <laughs>
0: just in the back
1: yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> so this is the lead song off this album and the lead song is never the best song on the album
1: yeah it's also the song they play first they were playing first at their live shows
0: yes and i think to, to get the audience going and to to get people enveloped into the album i think this is a good choice for our first song
1: yeah. Um, and we'll talk about the lyrical content, but it's like when it's like when Weezer put out Back to the Shack and they were like, we're going to like we're going to get back to the basics. This is kind of eds, not 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 similar like meaning, but sometimes the first the first song on the album is like, "Hey, like this is my new point of view. Let's like let's establish this even if it's not the best song. You need to know where I'm coming from."
0: Right. Well, and he did that on Gritting Streak, too. Like, the first song is, is Limits, and so you got that hard kind of flavor that's kind of coming in there with Limits. Um, much more electric. Um, and I'm trying to look at Fake nudes here, but it won't let me go forward. Fake News fake
1: is news. Canada Dry, I thought.
0: Yeah, that is. And that's a really odd opening for an album like i would never have chosen canada drive for an opening song
1: It's one um, of the better songs of the album i think is just where they were going with that one
0: it is it's just not a it's not a good introduction to what the album is
1: it sounds more it sounds more like a traditional bare naked ladies song than than everything on this out al- on <laughs> silver ball almost though
0: that's what i was thinking of so the song fall back on that we covered a couple weeks ago that was I oh. Think speaking
1: great. of now that it's now that it's past September 21st, fall is back on.
0: <laughs> <laughs> fall back on was on this album, right? Yeah, uh, it was Silverball. Yes,
1: I don't. No, it was.
0: It was the. It was the bonus track. Okay, goodbye. I don't listen
1: to bonus tracks. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't. I don't got that, that target that bonus been. track money.
0: <laughs> that would have been the good ending song to the with get back up as your starting song because get back up really does kind of surmise what they're trying to say here which is like we are going to we're coming back we're not caring what other people are saying we're making music for us and that kind of fall back on is the same thing like surmising that idea of like we're just doing what we need to do
1: I think this is the most anyone's ever talked about t- 2015 era Bare Naked Ladies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, dig in deep. We're going to stick on the song.
1: <laughs> For sure.
0: The way they start the song is really interesting. They start it off with a single drum beat. Boom. And there's a pause. And then they, they pull in to the, the song proper. Yeah. I've never heard anyone especially bare naked ladies ever do that like I'm just uh, going to start the song with
1: I can't think <laughs> of any on the top of my head but that seems like a common thing probably that you just don't notice
0: maybe I don't I mean I've heard bands start with a drum but not with a boom and now we're going to get going Okay, like, yeah. there's a distinctive it's, it's, pause it's
1: kind of like the equivalent of the uh, a hard day's night chord but, yes, but a drum but
0: with a drum yeah <laughs> I'm gonna drop this one beat that's gonna last like a half second. Okay, now we're gonna go.
1: <laughs> it's it's weird because the like the hardness of the guitar riff, op- the opening, like kind of the belies the 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 song, which is kind of a, a little just kind of a jaunty fun tune, and then it it also has the guitar riff.
0: Right, it doesn't feel like a happy tune when it's starting, but this is one of the people that was that was mentioning it in the the comment section underneath the song really kind of put it succinctly. This is a motivational song. Like people were like, why well, I, I like this song. Cause it goes on my workout when I'm, you know, my workout uh, playlist. And I could see that like, this is a song I would want on my workout playlist.
1: If I had a workout playlist, if I worked <laughs> out.
0: Yeah. That's, that's the problem with me as well. <laughs> Yeah. For me, it's more like the when I'm out shoveling and and <laughs> out mowing the lawn playlist. That's the the generational like I'm I'm old now. So like instead of going to the gym, I gotta just go mow the lawn and and shovel the snow. Oh yeah,
1: back in the old days, people didn't go to the gym because they were didn't didn't go to the gym because they were on their feet doing manual labor. <laughs> Ugh. Back in my day, we woke up at 6 a.m. and walked uphill to school that old. and then. <laughs> I was saying, I was saying in my in my past. Oh, in your
0: in your day, okay. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know, six years ago. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I mean, so this is supposed to be a motivational song, and like the the guitar riff at the beginning, I think you're is right. Like it doesn't match what they're going for with with the lyrics of this song, um, but it doesn't work against it either. It doesn't sound horrible.
1: Yeah, it's 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 what you're trying to do in songs. You're trying to make a like a dialectic contrast that that informs you and gives you emotions.
0: <laughs> Let's get over to the lyrics. So this is supposed to be completely a motivational, like I see this as BNL trying to write the eye of the tiger type music. Like this is <laughs> him trying to like get people to get up and, and move around get back and stick up. to it and get back up. Yeah. Um, and he even uses the imagery in the third verse. Yeah. Um, so let's break down the lyrics a little bit. Um, I, what, what do you think this song's about?
1: Um, I mean, well, I I have the benefit of uh, kind of listening to the commentary track, which is on Spotify, and kind of listening to an interview which you sent me, and so it's cl- like, I mean, the 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 first the first verse says it all. I'm a little bit worse for wear, got a little bit more gray hair. I'm not going to be the next big thing. Like, it's Ed just kind of being realistic. Like, hey, like, like it's it's 2015, not 1998. Like.
0: I'm never gonna be Dave Matthews.
1: Yeah, and he he's not he's not gonna be the old version of himself either, right? But you know, like he's ready for the big rebound as he sings. But like, it's not a naive positivity. It's a it's a lived it ex, with experience. Like he's earned the right to have this outlook on life because he's lived yes. and learned.
0: I fully agree with you, and you in the way that you just worded that totally made it apparent to me why I have a problem with some of the songs on fake nudes. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) This song I enjoy. I like it's that positivity. It's that rebound. I'm getting back into this. Like I'm not going to let people get me down. I'm going to make this work and I'm going to do what I want to do, whether it, it makes you guys happy or not because it makes me happy to do this and I'm just going to keep getting back up no matter how much you guys put me down and and say that I can't do this. However, he keeps repeating this theme with <laughs> several songs. Bring it back home is another example. Bringing it home,
1: looking up, yeah.
0: After a while, you can only hit on that that motivational theme before it gets old. Yeah, but- You've got to vary up. Your your message.
1: I hate to say it, but the lyrical content of Bare Naked Ladies hasn't been up to snuff for several years. I guess I would say
0: no. Although, and I, I don't want to compare, but I'm going to anyways. Steven's stuff is very, very varied. <laughs> 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 Do you follow that audience? I did use three different words there. Uh, it's or two two of the same words and one different one. He has done with each song, there's a different content, a different message somewhere that something he is trying to say that didn't hearken to anything else he's said before at that point. Yeah, I don't get that with a lot of BNL stuff lately.
1: I mean, Um, I think I think it's fair to say that like any of like I just in this modern era of BNL, it's just kind of lacked that lyrical sincerity of the old stuff. like i've been listening to a lot of the bathroom sessions i just kind of put put on the youtube playlist and listen to all of them and just listening to ed's like all of ed's songs specifically i'm like yeah there's some really good stuff in here like some song like same thing or adrift or bank job like all like all those are just all those are just solid straightforward songs and yeah in the in these recent years it's kind of like i'm happy which is great like and i should reiterate as i've said before on this podcast i don't really care about lyrics i they're a hint but not the full message of how a song makes you feel how the song makes you feel is how you feel when you're listening to the music not the words per se At my complaints about the lyrics are the least of my worries i still like i still like modern bnl but just it doesn't have that not intellectual but like it doesn't, it doesn't rise above uh, all other, other music where their old stuff really did have this transcendent feeling to it now where their new stuff is just right. like, well, now we're just a rock band.
0: Right. Well, and I think one of the things is, is like the music is really important and it drives you, but then what makes the old stuff different than the new stuff, at least for me especially, is the old stuff had more that once you dug deeper into it, there was more there. There you was know, an
1: emotional complexity.
0: Co- correct. Um, the music was really complex, but on top of it, the lyrics were really complex. Yeah. Um, and and often there was that juxtaposition that was going on. And so the, it was as you dug deeper into it, it became more and more interesting. Um, and I'm not getting the same stuff out of the newer stuff.
1: Although I will say
0: Partially because they keep repeating their message.
1: Although I will say this song has some pretty good lyrics.
0: Yeah! So (laughs) Um. let's talk about the lyrics. So, first of all, (laughs) they talk about the brass ring. Like, I'm going to break down, like, okay, what are some of the stuff that's a little bit more confusing for some people? What are they talking about with a brass ring? So people who don't know the phrase grabbing the brass ring or taking a shot at the brass ring means striving for that highest prize. Even if you're not going to get it, living life to the fullest kind of comes from according to urban dictionary, the brass ring was originally a game or a reward um, or a prize that was related to riding a carousel. Uh, Most carousels back then didn't have jumpers. So the animals that go up and down um, and, Those were the outer row animals were fixed in their place. And many of the riders tended to ignore the outer rows to go into the inner rows where there was jumpers. So they they wanted to encourage people to take more of the still ride um, animals that were on there. And so they devised a ring game that became a common feature on carousels where the object was really simple. The rider sits on the outer row, and when the carousel spins around, The rider reaches out and grabs one of the metal rings from a dispenser. And since not all the rings were brass, typically there was one brass ring per ride. The brass ring was a big special treat. And the brass ring usually entitled the holder to a free ride or they got to take it home as like a good luck charm or a memento. So it kind of brought in this feeling of like the brass ring was special. Even though we think of like gold and silver and things like that as special, the brass ring was the special thing back then.
1: I I mean, if he's getting fitted for a new brass ring, it seems seems more like akin to like when a sports team wins a championship and they all get a ring.
0: Right, but they don't wear brass. Ri- that that was where the 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 metaphor fell apart because I I was thinking the same long along the same lines as you. But I'm like, yeah, but they don't wear brass rings when they win the game.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's like a Canadian thing.
0: Or, or it might have been him mixing his metaphors, which huh. he does which is do fair. sometimes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I, I um, like the, I like the line uh, "swinging like Pitt getting hits in Moneyball." That that's a good line. <laughs> um, even though, even though it is established in the plot of Moneyball that Brad Pitt himself wasn't a particularly good player, and that while he was general manager of the Oakland days, he was more worried about on base percentage than than batting average per se right <laughs> but the but the getting on base like pit and money isn't as good of a rhyme
0: no that doesn't <laughs> work quite the same so then we switch to the second thank you for covering that well, by the way i had that in there um so then we switch to the second verse which starts out with a lot of a lot of analogies he's kind of jumping from an from metaphor to metaphor in those first couple of lines and none of them really kind of meld together. It starts out like he's kind of, he, he starts out talking about how it's not sink or swim. And then you can't fly if the air is too thin. So now we're doing either either bungee jumping or we're doing uh, parachuting or something along those lines. And the best part of the ride is the free fall, better keep your arms and legs in the vehicle. So now we're talking about like riding a roller coaster. So he's like bouncing over metaphors all over the place here.
1: Hey, I've been reading some, um, <laughs> some Tobolus who was a, uh, he was, who was a Roman poet who, uh, basically just f- flows from metaphor to metaphor constantly without any, uh, central theme. So I'm used to this kind of thing. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and it's okay. It's just when you go to break it down, you're like, oh, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> I'll, to something. It's basically just like a bunch of idioms that's not really like that all have a, a general meaning of like, right, like do your best or whatever. I don't know.
0: Well, and that's what it is. He's once again just kind of be like, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best for what I am. And he's just ju- jumping from one metaphor to another to say the same exact thing over and over again.
1: Yeah. Uh, is this And where I mean, we- there's
0: some great statements in there. The best part of the ride is the free fall. Like, yeah, that, that to some people like that idea of like you're you're taking a chance, you're going out there you don't know if you're going to succeed. That free fall feeling is kind of the the thrill and the excitement. It's not when the parachute opens and you're gliding, it's that feeling of falling and not knowing if you're, if it will work. Like yeah, like it, and that's the metaphor of the song. It's like I'm putting myself out there, I'm giving this a try, I don't know if it's going to work. This is kind of thrilling to me.
1: Well, yeah, and it doesn't feel like he's falling for the first time either. He's this is his <laughs> this is his tenth or twentieth time,
0: exactly. <laughs> but then he sticks in on that last part of the second verse to a really solid metaphor of boxing. Um, so he got standing eight. I'm on the ro- I'm on the ropes. So people who don't know standing eight on the ropes when boxing is when they do a standing eight count adds protection count for uh the boxers if they get knocked down the judge will stop the fight walk over give them eight count to get up stand and then make sure that they look like they're solid to continue going if the if the uh, uh, referee doesn't feel like they're sta- safe to going then he'll call a uh, technical knockout tko and stop the fight but if he feels like he's going good then they'll keep the fight going
1: yeah i've seen the movie creed i know what you're talking about <laughs>
0: creed and rocky creed 2 rocky 2 rocky (laughs) 3
1: i've I've actually only watched the creed movies
0: oh you must go out and watch rocky rocky is amazing
1: i've seen a handful of scenes in rocky just uh creed is so good though
0: (laughs) i don't want to give it away but the ending is what makes rocky different than any other movie any other uh athlete movie out there i know i know how
1: rocky ends (laughs) don't worry okay
0: (laughs) most people think that it ends with him winning and i'm like oh you don't know
1: Rocky. well he doesn't win the fight but what he he wins he wins life
0: (laughs) right he wins because he got the goal that he was going for yeah um, which is funny that he's using the, I'm not the second coming of Muhammad Ali instead of Rocky like that. He must have needed like the certain number of beats in, in that statement, the number of syllables.
1: Yeah, I mean, um, not all boxing allusions need to be to Rocky. It's usually a well, 50-50 no. split between Muhammad Ali and, and Rocky.
0: <laughs> um but I like it. But Muhammad Ali wasn't knocked down on the on the canvas a lot. He didn't have to get back up a lot. Usually, he was he was pretty solid boxer, um, which is why I went to the Rocky an- analogy more with with this uh, song than than Muhammad Ali because Rocky got d- knocked down a lot and he's always getting back up. Like that's.
1: <laughs> hey, this is not a Kajagoogoo podcast. <laughs>
0: It would have been a much better analogy Ed, if you had stuck with Rocky, just because well, of that.
1: He's not, but he's saying he's not the second coming of Muhammad Ali. Like he's not the like the the greatest of all time. He's just a normal guy. Uh, and then we get the kind of ironic contrast of like, yeah, I'm not that, but hey, I got. <laughs> can I get a whoop some, for some boxing imagery? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Come on, a little praise over here for for giving a good imagery on that one. Yes. And it is. He actually does a good job with those lyrics. And that's, I will that's, give you the whoop.
1: And that's like that. Well, that's a good Ed moment of like having like having the complex lyrics and then kind of having the ironic contrast at the end of the verse.
0: Yes. <laughs> like you're in on our joke, right? Like yeah. We, we told the funny one. Uh, it's interesting because I'm in watching the video. I always thought that the so you have the uh, get back up. Gotta get back. Gotta get. back. But there's that really high up. He he, yeah. he goes really high. I don't know who's singing it. I always thought it was Kevin, but when they're playing it live, it sounds the same, but it's not Kevin singing the up part. So it's got to either be Ed, which I've never heard Ed hit those notes, or it's got to be Jim.
1: It might be Tyler.
0: I don't know. I've never heard it, Tyler. It go also that could high. just be a,
1: it, it. It's also. It's also on the album track, at least. It's not like apparent that it's someone specifically singing that. It might just be like a button that Kevin hits.
0: That might be because I do see Kevin reach over at that moment, so it might be like he's got it recorded in. Like they they recorded that they went up high, they were and dug it in, and I don't know. But it's a I always mystery. thought it was Kevin. It sounded like Kevin to me. <laughs> all right. Well, let's see. Did I have anything else on? No, I didn't have anything else about the the lyrics on it. Did you have anything else that you wanted to add about the lyrics?
1: Uh, no, I don't. Yeah, no, I don't write down lyrics. You know, what I mean? <laughs> it's so it's, all, it's all I in my brain, did, Tracy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> the only thing other other thing I want to say about the lyrics is they do repeat. the gotta get back up. Gotta get back. Gotta get. Back. They repeat that a lot.
1: Uh, oh, the, if, the the chorus is kind of fun. Yeah, you got a whole stadium on their feet. It's not about victory or defeat.
0: Yeah, no, I actually kind of like that. Like that, yeah. that kind of sums up what they're trying to say about this whole thing. Like,
1: like, hey, like we're not winning or losing. We're playing rock and roll music. Like, exactly. Any old way and you it, choose it, it's got a backbeat. You can't lose it.
0: <laughs> and I think once again, and people are gonna be like, again, you're going back to that. I think in some ways that you could also say that this is ed talking about steven leaving the band it's not about a victory or a defeat it's not about who won this it's about that i'm just coming back out i'm gonna just keep playing the music i want to play yeah and you're gonna accept me for it or you're not but i'm gonna just keep trying because it's a lot of love to do yeah which well, i think is a nice positive way to approach this this whole situation
1: yeah, and I I feel like the the common, like the common understanding of the whole breakup is that it's all like it it always kind of seemed mutual, like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it depends on who you talk to and when after the process you talk to them. <laughs>
1: Every everyone seems like they're better off having done the split emotionally. Yes. Whether now. whether it was whether it was. Uh, tumultuous when it was happening obviously right. you don't want to go through those troubles but i don't know i'm 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 a conflict avoidant person so i don't like to think about it
0: <laughs> and i will say one of the best things that came out of that is it gave a lot of good fodder for good songs both steve and ed and and kevin and jim both yeah all <laughs> wrote really good songs out of all of that moray
1: Well it's so. and it's weird because I mean Bare Naked Ladies isn't usually the type of band who's like responding to specific life events. It no. feels like except for War or, on Drugs, which is a great song, but
0: <laughs> Or the one that we covered a couple weeks ago Fun and Games, like that was a pretty specific life event, but Yeah. But usually you're right. It's very general or they do it through through a metaphor of another person.
1: Yeah, uh, or like even like a song like Break Your Heart which like has huge emotional value like there's no way for us to know if that's about a specific relationship or if it's just kind of postured emotional songwriting.
0: Right. So, you've had your own podcast? Have you ever heard of Podcoin?
1: Oh, uh yes, uh from listening to to yours. To your your, to your podcast?
0: Well, unfortunately, no one's going to be able to use it anymore. PodCoin has ended.
1: I I saw your Facebook post earlier about that. I was confused as to why you were bringing it up.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because I've told so many people to go out there now and and to use PodCoin to listen to us. I feel it's only fair now to say don't go out and try to find PodCoin or (laughs) use PodCoin. The owners have gone under they've closed the app they hope to open a another app down the road similar and learn from the mistakes but they gotta get back Pod up King. they've gotta get back up they <laughs> will get back up they said I'm hoping they do because I really like the idea of Podcoin. Um,
1: yeah just selling all of our data to big brother for a profit
0: <laughs> yeah. they got our data anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah might as well get some money out of it yeah so yes they've closed I donated all my stuff to I didn't have enough to get anything personally so I'm like you know what I'll just give all mine to charity so yeah so good luck to the people who own PodCoin yeah go out there get back up
1: don't don't leave anyone Canada dry
0: oh (laughs) (laughs) Um, bad puns are supposed to be my thing (laughs) uh,
1: yeah (laughs) well maybe they can put some duct tape on their heart and then
0: And then tape Uh, it back up and and feel better and come back on a try again.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, the king of bedside (laughs) manner.
0: So ratings. The rating system for this week is going to be brass rings. How many brass rings? It's
1: not going to be whoops.
0: Nope, it's not going to be whoops. (laughs) (laughs) How many brass rings are we reaching for in this week? Or do we feel that Ed was reaching for this week with this song? If you want, I can start. But actually, before all that, I'm going to have Michelle start. Michelle, give us your, your thoughts and your ratings.
3: Hi, guys. This is Michelle. And I'm here with my thoughts on Get Back Up. I want to say that I like this song. You know, it's decent. Um, the rock intro grabs me at the beginning. You know, that crunchy rock intro the lyrics are okay. You know, they're kind of interesting. The verse doesn't feel as strong as the instrumentation, but then the chorus comes in and I really like the sound of it. And I like the instrumentation, you know, the um, instrumental break on the chorus, that crunchy sound um, that probably Aaron could describe better is what I like you know, the repeat of the gotta get back, gotta get back that part. That sounds cool. It's almost a bridge. Um, That really grabs me. But what I think is really interesting about this song that really stands out is the piano at the end. It's almost like I mean, yes, it's they're the quote unquote correct notes, but it almost sounds like somebody's just pounding on the piano and it just happens to fit the song. It's almost like an accidental thing. So I thought that was cool. That was a nice added. It sounds like an interesting piece to add to the song. It adds a little personality. So for Get Back Up, I give it a strong three. Still haven't talked to Michelle. I know. (laughs) I know. Why not? She's right here. Didn't you hear
1: her? <laughs> I like the idea of just Aaron and Michelle being in their room, but we are just <laughs> just listening
0: the whole time saying yeah. nothing. Yeah. Exactly. By the way, so Michelle, say hi. Say hi to Tyler. Hi guys. See? I told hi you. Hi Michelle.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what are your thoughts on this on this song? What are your what's your rating? Zero to five?
1: Yeah, I'm gonna give it a good old like uh mm, three point five. 3.5. It's like, it's like, a, it's not a, it's not a song I actively avoid. Like when, when I'm listening to the album, like, hey, might as well just start on the first song. Like, it's going to get me there. I like, I like the, kind I like the content of the verses. I like how Ed kind of, it's like when he does his ad libs and he just kind of like, he settles into this rhythm and he's just really does. He's just, he's really, he's really into it. Yeah, he's um, having fun. And yeah, but like I said, it's not even close to my favorite song on the album, um, and it could, could be better, but it's, it's not a bad song. It's, it's good BNL. Nice. All right.
0: What Wait, about you, Tracy? I like this about the same as I like Blacking Out. Um, I like it more than Bringing It Home.
1: The song Blacking Out? or
0: The song Blacking Out, yes. I like it a lot more than, than the act of Blacking Out, a lot more than that. Uh, but I, I like it about the same as the song Blacking Out. Um, I like it more than Bringing It Home, because it's much more of a rocker.
1: Oh, I, I think Bringing It Home is better than this song. I don't know. I You don't like the, hey, ho. Oh.
0: No, I, I like that song. I like this one more because it's just like if I'm going to listen to this while I'm shoveling or mowing, I can't listen to Bring it at home while I'm shoveling or mowing. I can't, it's not going to motivate me. It's just going to like mellow me out, which is fine. There's times for that. Well, this you song know, going to get me like into a rhythm with the shoveling.
1: You know, Tracy, I don't really care. I'm going to see the donut. You can see the hole. This.
0: Just- <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't care what you say because <laughs> I might be my knees might be kind of wobbly, but I'm gonna keep going.
1: Oh, I was quoting the song "Bringing It Home." Were you aware?
0: I, I was paraphrasing this song.
1: Oh, because <laughs> I'm not
0: good with quoting.
1: Okay, okay. Just so, <laughs> just so everyone knows what level we're all at.
0: Yeah, I'm, I can't I can't quote any song unless I have the lyrics like right there in front of my face. I can only only paraphrase.
1: That that's okay. I only okay. a- do
0: movies. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm yeah. I'm a very like audio like uh, like an audio learner. Like, like when I like when I think of like stand up routines or songs, like I can like I'm very good at just like recreating them in my head.
0: Not me. <laughs> <laughs> I I will always get a line wrong. <laughs> it's almost a guarantee.
1: I'm the type um, of person who, when when someone does get a line wrong, I'm like, actually, it's <laughs>
0: <laughs> So you're all, you'd always be correcting me. <laughs> well, uh,
1: it's it's not it's not so much an um actually as much as as it is like a like like some like if mm,
0: I, <laughs> that didn't hit.
1: <laughs> yeah, like 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 someone like someone will say a, a quote from a movie, and I'll just also say it, but I will say it with the correct tonation (laughs) i'm a terrible person let's just get this out of the
0: way (laughs) that's okay i'm pedantic so (laughs) if someone's spelling something on the screen i'm like nope 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 back up fix that no no i'll try that again so (laughs) Uh... so i'm gonna go in and i'm gonna fix my score because i haven't put it in yet uh I give this three point seven five brass rings.
1: Oh, you um, you were higher than me though, so.
0: A little bit. I like it. I like this song. Um, it's it's one that I kind of enjoy listening to. So, the appearance this week is that I shared with you earlier this week the Ed and Tyler interview uh, for Silverball, and then so they're being interviewed by CBC. Um, and then they play this song live in the studio. Um, Ed's kind of talking about why he felt like he needed to write this song. Uh, and Why, why it's the feel of the album.
1: Yeah. Basically everything we're talking about during this.
0: Yeah. I like watching this video though. Cause you got Kevin playing both the piano and synth at the same yeah. time. Like it's amazing to watch him.
1: On the interview is interesting too, because it's Ed and Tyler being interviewed and Tyler, You get Tyler kind of like pitches in every once in a while to the questions and he he has some thoughtful additions and it's rare because usually Tyler's role in the band is like um, (laughs) just like just chimes in to just trash anything anyone says.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's funny you would think the drummer is the quiet one but Tyler is not the quiet one in any way.
1: I I like, not on this podcast because we've been having a nice conversation, but sometimes I go on podcasts and I essentially just play the role of Tyler, where I just like, just scream out jokes while people are trying to have a conversation.
0: No, you.
1: I recall last time uh, us us getting really off the rails talking about the flag.
0: Yeah, I think we got way off the rails on that (laughs) one. So, all right, this week, we're all going to give a throw to next week's song. I'll go first, but then I want you to get in line behind me. And then I'm going to have Aaron get in line behind me with his recording. And then, you know, everyone pick a spot. So everyone get in line.
1: You, you know, Aaron, I, or not Aaron, you're Tracy. <laughs> you know, Tracy, I've been, I've been meaning to ask you a question. I've got this weird rash on my shoulder. It, oh. It's in the shape of oh. a pentagram. Can you see It is.
0: It? It's a pentagon. How how you get a sign of a pentagon on you?
1: <laughs> Tracy just just for the sake of the bit it's a, it's a pentagram.
0: <laughs> what? I told you I always get the lyrics wrong.
1: <laughs> I like I really wanted to yes and you there but it's really important the, the 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 connotations of a pentagram versus a pentagon are very serious. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well one it could be the, the like the Pentagon like the military building.
1: Yeah, and, and one's uh it's devil worshippers. <laughs> Allegedly. There's many there's many fine fine interpretations of polytheism and various things that worship a pentagram. Read Dan Brown's the Da Vinci Code, you'll learn all about it.
0: <laughs> Read all of Dan Brown's stuff. It's He's from my
1: hometown, it. did you know that?
0: I did not know that yeah so how have you ever met him? No, well, that's a shame, but you I've got a that.
1: couple of his books are I have that like autographed editions just because <laughs> I can go to the local bookstore and get the autographed versions of his ones.
0: <laughs> I met Stephen King. he's from my hometown, so
1: oh cool. He came and talked to my high school once.
0: Did it He's interesting.
1: yeah, his grandchildren go to the school go to school in my area. oh really? yeah so
0: I, mean, I uh i was once in the movie theater with him and I <laughs> you were watching vote.
1: it chapter two and he was like boo
0: no <laughs> no this is a long time ago that's back when i was used to live in in that area you were yeah, watching the shining the
1: and he went boo <laughs> <laughs>
0: Probably, uh, but actually I wasn't even going to see one of his movies because it wasn't out. <laughs> but I walked up to him and I'm like, hey, nice to meet you. He's like, uh, you know, get in line. <laughs>
1: hey, they're like the song.
0: <laughs> Which is the song we're talking about next week.
1: <laughs> uh, you you, so, you really are the the king of the hill of this podcast.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> king of the anthill, maybe. <laughs>
1: I think Aaron's going to have a fun time guessing what album this one's off of.
0: <laughs> I want to see what he says. Okay. Well, have a great how, week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I was going to say, how do we end the show? We've been talking for a really long time.
0: <laughs> we end it by going, all oh, there's awkward silence. Let's say goodbye, and then we'll cut all that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah. Tracy, where can people find you? <laughs>
0: Where, well, they can find me here. That's about it. Where can they find you?
1: <laughs> oh, good question, Tracy. So yeah, um, so Fantastic Mister Fox minute just ended. So there's 87 episodes of that. Just look up your local podcatcher, find that. Uh, we have upcoming projects. Right now, we're working on our Doctor Horrible sing along blog analysis. Which will be a oh. series of, of about fifteen episodes, all about Doctor Horrible's Sing Along Blog and Commentary the Musical. Um, the the name of the show's The Evil Podcast of Evil. Uh, no episodes oh. have been released. At, no episodes have been published yet, but um, you know, keep your eye out for it if if that's your say, if that's your a kind a of thing.
0: Once you know that it's out, let us know, and we'll let everyone know the, to listen for that.
1: Yeah, and if you want to just find me on Twitter, it's at Tyler Booty, that's T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y. Like my last name, not the other thing.
0: <laughs> Although it's a nice little play on words. Yes. But de- definitely an Edworthy Worthy type thing.
1: Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. When I meet Ed, that's what I'm going to tell him about. All right, Tracy, thanks.
0: All right, well, thank you for joining us.
1: <laughs> thanks for having me back on to talk about this mediocre song. <laughs>
0: We'll have you back on to talk about more mediocre songs.
1: Oh, anytime! I love (laughs) BNL.
0: Thank you for joining us. Thanks,
2: that was fun. Don't forget, no regrets, except maybe one. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football.